0: Little Red Cap Many years ago there lived a dear little girl, who was beloved by everyone who knew her, but her grandmother was so very fond of her that she never felt she could think and do enough to please this dear granddaughter, and she presented the little girl with a red silk cap, which suited her so well, that she would never wear anything else, and so was called Little Red Cap. One day Red Cap's mother said to her, Come, Red Cap, here is a nice piece of meat and a bottle of wine, take these to your grandmother, she is weak and ailing, and they will do her good. Be there before she gets up, go quietly and carefully. The grandmother lived far away in the wood, a long walk from the village, and as little red cap came among the trees she met a wolf, but she did not know what a wicked animal it was, and so she was not at all frightened. Good morning, little red cap, he said. Thank you, Mr. Wolf, said she. Where are you going so early, little red cap? To my grandmother's, she answered. And what are you carrying in that basket? Some wine and meat, she replied. We baked the meat yesterday, so that grandmother, who is very weak, might have a nice strengthening meal. And where does your grandmother live? asked the wolf. Oh, quite twenty minutes' walk further in the forest. The cottage stands under three great oak trees, and close by are some nut bushes, by which you will at once know it. The wolf was thinking to himself, She is a nice tender thing, and will taste better than the old woman, I must act cleverly, that I may make a meal of both. Presently he came up again to Little Red Cap, and said, Just look at the beautiful flowers which grow around you why do you not look about you? I believe you don't hear how sweetly the birds are singing. You walk as if you were going to school, see how cheerful everything is about you in the forest. And little red cap opened her eyes, and when she saw how the sunbeams glanced and danced through the trees, and what bright flowers were blooming in her path, she thought, if I take my grandmother a fresh nosegay, she will be very much pleased, and it is so very early that I can— Even then, get there in good time, and running into the forest, she looked about for flowers. But when she had once begun, she did not know how to leave off, and kept going deeper and deeper amongst the trees looking for some still more beautiful flower. The wolf, however, ran straight to the house of the old grandmother and knocked at the door. Who's there? asked the old lady. Only little red cap, bringing you some meat and wine. Please open the door, answered the wolf. Lift up the latch, cried the grandmother, I am much too ill to get up myself. So the wolf lifted the latch, and the door flew open, and without a word, he jumped onto the bed and gobbled up the poor old lady. Then he put on her clothes and tied her nightcap over his head, got into the bed, and drew the blankets over him. All this time Red Cap was gathering flowers, and when she had picked as many as she could carry, she thought of her grandmother, and hurried to the cottage. She wondered greatly to find the door open, and when she got into the room, she began to feel very ill, and exclaimed, How sad I feel! I wish I had not come today." Then she said, Good morning, but received no reply, so she went up to the bed, and drew back the curtains, and there lay her grandmother, as she imagined, with the cap drawn half over her eyes, and looking very fierce. Oh, grandmother, what great ears you have, she said. All the better to hear you with, was the reply. And what great eyes you have. All the better to see you with. And what great hands you have. All the better to touch you with. But, grandmother, what very great teeth you have all the better to eat ye with, and hardly were the words spoken when the wolf made a jump out of bed and swallowed up poor little red cap also. As soon as the wolf had thus satisfied his hunger, he laid himself down again on the bed and went to sleep and snored very loudly. A huntsman passing by overheard him and said, How loudly that old woman snores. I must see if anything is the matter. So he went into the cottage, and when he came to the bed, he saw the wolf sleeping in it. What? Are you here, you old rascal? I have been looking for you, exclaimed he, and taking up his gun, he shot the old wolf through the head. But it is also said that the story ends in a different manner, for that one day, when Red Cap was taking some presents to her grandmother, a wolf met her and wanted to mislead her, but she went straight on and told her grandmother that she had met a wolf, who said good day, and who looked so hungrily out of his gray eyes, as if he would have eaten her up had she not been on the high road. So her grandmother said, We will shut the door, and then he cannot get in. Soon after, up came the wolf, who tapped, and exclaimed, I am little Red Cap, grandmother, I have some roast meat for you. But they kept quite quiet, and did not open the door, so the wolf, after looking several times round the house, at last jumped on the roof, thinking to wait till Red Cap went home in the evening, and then to creep after her and eat her in the darkness. The old woman, however, saw what the villain intended. There stood before the door a large stone trough, and she said to little Red Cap, Take this bucket, dear, yesterday I boiled some meat in this water, now pour it into the stone trough." Then the wolf sniffed the smell of the meat, and his mouth watered, and he wished very much to taste. At last he stretched his neck too far over, so that he lost his balance, and fell down from the roof, right into the great trough below, and there he was drowned. The Golden Goose There was once a man who had three sons. The youngest was called Dummerly, and was on all occasions scorned and ill treated by the whole family. It happened that the eldest took it into his head one day to go into the forest to cut wood, and his mother gave him a delicious meat pie and a bottle of wine to take with him, that he might sustain himself at his work. As he went into the forest, a little old man bid him good day, and said, Give me a little bit of meat from your plate, and a little wine out of your flask, I am very hungry and thirsty. But this clever young man said, Give you my meat and wine. No, I thank you, there would not be enough left for me, and he went on his way. He soon began to chop down a tree, but he had not worked long before he missed his stroke, and cut himself, and was obliged to go home, and have the wound bound up. Now, it was the little old man who caused him this mischief. Next the second son went out to work, and his mother gave him, too, a meat pie and a bottle of wine. And the same little old man encountered him also, and begged him for something to eat and drink. But he too thought himself extremely clever, and said, Whatever you get, I shall be without, so go your way. The little man made sure that he should have his reward, and the second stroke that he struck at a tree, hit him on the leg, so that he too was compelled to go home. Then Dummerly said, Father, I should like to go and cut fuel too. But his father replied, Your brothers have both maimed themselves, you had better stop at home, for you know nothing of the job. But Dummerly was very urgent, and at last his father said, Go your way, you will be wiser when you have suffered for your foolishness. And his mother gave him only some dry bread and a bottle of sour ale, but when he went into the forest, he met the little old man, who said, Give me some meat and drink, for I am very hungry and thirsty. Dummerly said. I have nothing but dry bread and sour beer, if that will do for you, we will sit down and eat it together. So they sat down, and when the lad took out his bread, behold it was turned into a splendid meat pie, and his sour beer became delicious wine. They ate and drank heartily, and when they had finished, the little man said, As you have a kind heart, and have been willing to share everything with me I will bring good to you. There stands an old tree, chop it down, and you will find something at the root. Then he took his leave and went his way. Dumberly set to work and cut down the tree, and when it fell, he discovered in a hollow under the roots a goose with plumage of pure gold. He took it up and went on to an inn, where he proposed sleep for the night. The landlord had three daughters, and when they saw the goose— they were very curious to find out what this wonderful bird could be, and wished very much to pluck one of the feathers out of its tail. At last the eldest said, I must and will have a feather. So she waited till his back was turned, and then caught hold of the goose by the wing, but to her great surprise, there she stuck, for neither hand nor finger could she pull away again. Presently in came the second sister, and thought to have a feather too, but the instant she touched her sister, there she too hung fast. At last came the third, and desired a feather, but the other two cried out, Keep away! For heaven's sake, keep away! However, she did not understand what they meant. If they are there, thought she, I may as well be there too, so she went up to them. But the moment she touched her sister's she stuck fast, and hung to the goose as they did and so they abode with the goose all night. The next morning Dummerly carried off the goose under his arm, and took no heed of the three girls, but went out with them sticking fast behind, and wherever he journeyed, the three were obliged to follow, whether they wished or not, as fast as their legs could carry them. In the middle of a field the parson met them, and when he saw the procession, he said, Are you not ashamed of yourselves? You bold girls, to run after the young man like that over the fields? Is that proper behavior? Then he took the youngest by the hand to lead her away, but the moment he touched her, he too hung fast and followed in the procession. Presently up came the clerk, and when he saw his master, the parson, running after the three girls, he was greatly surprised and said, Hollow! Hollow! Your reverence! Whither so fast? There is a christening today. Then he ran up and caught him by the gown, and instantly he was fast too. As the five were thus trudging along, one after another, they met two laborers with their mattocks coming from work, and the parson called out to them to set him free. But hardly had they touched him, when they too joined the ranks, and so made seven, all running after Dummerly and his goose. At last they came to a city, where reigned a king who had an only daughter. The princess was of so thoughtful and serious a turn of mind that no one could make her laugh, and the king had announced to all the world that whoever could make her laugh should have her for his wife. When the young man heard this, he went to her with the goose and all its followers, and as soon as she saw the seven all hanging together and running about— treading on each other's heels, she could not help bursting into a long and loud laugh. Then Dummerly claimed her for his bride, the wedding took place, and he was heir to the kingdom, and lived long and happily with his wife.